Baseball is back, and so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. Breaking news. Well, good afternoon, everybody. Welcome to Marks and Reese. Johnny Marks, I Grease. There is breaking news, I Grease. How are you? Johnny Marks. Holla at your boy. Well, Shane Steichen, the new head coach for the Indianapolis Colts, that's no surprise. That was announced mm. earlier today. And uh, just in the last five minutes here, according to Adam Schefter, Jonathan Gannon. Oh, Philadelphia's nightmare is over. He is uh, He's going to be the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. Mm. Finalizing a deal with uh, Jonathan Gannon to become their new head coach. Ike Reese. Uh, yeah, I mean, good for Jonathan Gannon. Um, I'm not totally surprised. You know, when these two teams, the Cardinals and the Colts, hadn't hired a head coach when Houston was the last team to hire one and left these two teams out there, and they had pretty much gone through all the interviewing process with everyone else except for these coordinators, you kind of knew, if, if nothing else, they were waiting for the opportunity to at least talk to the Eagles coordinators. You sniffed it out last yeah, week pretty easy. Yeah, yeah. And so I'm not surprised at this at, at all. And um, I, I know people will rejoice that Jonathan Gannon will no longer be the defensive coordinator here. Um, I, I'm not going to sit here, especially two days after the Super Bowl and losing at 38-35. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and, and beat the drum in defense of Jonathan Gannon and what I think of him as a defensive coordinator. I'll just say I've been on record. I don't agree with the majority of people who dislike Jonathan Gannon as a defensive coordinator, although I can understand the frustration with the lack of aggression. I thought, for the most part, uh, he gave you a good chance to win um, in these games. And, you know, not being able to shut down Pat Mahomes, there's no shame in that. You know, Tom Brady threw for 600 yards in the damn Super Bowl. The only difference is we won that Super Bowl. Yep. That's the only difference. We won that Super Bowl. We won that Super Bowl. That's the difference. Defense didn't play any better. Matter of fact, it was almost Played identical. Worse. Both offenses had double-digit leads at halftime, and in the second half, Tom Brady walked us down, and Pat Mahomes walked us down this past Sunday in the second half. They scored 24 in the second half. We scored 11. It wasn't enough. But I'm not defending Jonathan Gannon. He's gone. I'm telling you this. I don't know how many teams – have lost their two coordinators in one offseason, especially after having this type of a year, and then they're able to get back to this point. Yep. So they're gone. We'll see how it impacts. I think not having Shane Steichen here, we're about to find out whether or not Nick Sirianni uh, will resume the play-calling role moving forward that he had when he when he was hired here. That's what he wanted to do. I don't know. Is he going to give the, the play calling duties to someone else? And who's going to be the defensive coordinator? Will it be someone that's hired from within? Or will it be someone that's hired from the outside? Here's what people don't realize. Now, whether you want to take him at his word or not, that's up to you. But the same head coach that we all know and love co-signed that philosophy of Jonathan Gannon. He's been on record a it's thousand times saying that's the type of defense he wants. 
So just because Jonathan Gannon is leaving doesn't mean the philosophy of the defense is going to change. If the head coach doesn't want a riverboat gambler, meaning an all-out blitzer, <laughs> as his defensive coordinator, he's going to put someone in place that still has some of those philosophies. Yeah. Oh, it's organizational. Howie, yes. Howie Roseman, Jonathan Gannon was a hot candidate. Yes. Guess who wanted Jonathan Gannon as the defensive coordinator? Howie Roseman. Howie Roseman. Yes. Jim Schwartz was hired before By the way, Doug they Peterson. tried to keep him. Yeah. They, they, they've been working today trying to keep him here. Right. Yeah, no, they, this is they this is the defense they want. So yeah, we can handle Jonathan Gannon, and I'm with you, Ike. I, I'm not I'm not gonna and now that he's gone, it, it really is kind of a moot point. It is. Yeah, too, like, yeah, but like hey, Jonathan Gannon, by the way, like Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy and Pat Mahomes, they out schemed you. And like the offense had your number in the second half. By the way, not the first or the last of, of an he's an inexperienced defensive coordinator that Andy Reid came in and I mean they oh, yeah. won the game based on it. But yeah. like he's gone. So I guess it, it means less now. But mm-hmm. Yeah, I wouldn't expect, like, if you're now thinking, oh, Gannon's gone. Now we can get the defense we've always wanted. Expect a lot of the same, right? Yeah, I, I mean, that's what I would expect. And like I said, it may be from somebody within. Like, I, I don't know who they're going to hire or what they're going to do uh, with these positions. Uh, I know culture is a big thing with this organization, and they want to have people in the building that sort of fits the culture. So it would make sense if they hire from within on both sides. Uh, so, listen, Well, it's the day after the day after. We still have your takeaways. How you feel on a Tuesday? And I'm not even over the game yet, Sunday. Yeah, Sunday. no, I know. This just ha- We wouldn't have started with this if it just didn't happen. So yeah. this gets thrown right on the right on the pile at the beginning. But 215-592-9494, how do you feel today, Tuesday, day after day after? The takeaways, are, are you more frustrated now with some things that you weren't yesterday because it was so fresh after the game Sunday night? Yeah. So we'll take all that right there. Um, and and with with Steichen being gone now, it seems like Brian Johnson is going to be is at least the favorite, according to a lot of the people in the media. They think Brian mm-hmm. Johnson's going to be the new offensive coordinator. But does that mean Nick Sirianni is going to be like, "Yep, here you go. You you call the plays. I'm good. I'm staying." Yeah, in this you may role. get the coordinator in name, but it doesn't mean you're going to be the play caller. I'm expecting the full Nick Sirianni experience as a play caller again next year. Maybe they mix it up. Maybe. I think he goes back to calling plays too. I I would right now if I was betting. <laughs> yes, Jack, I'd set the line at minus three hundred that Nick Sirianni's calling plays next year. Full Nick Sirianni experience. I'm ready for it. Let's go. Well, I don't know if I'm ready for it. A lot of passing, Ike. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, they like to throw the ball. I'm. It's to me, it's less about the plays that'll be called as much as it is managing the game. Right. I mean, it's more of that. Like, there's one takeaway from the other. Yeah. Like he didn't have to worry about calling plays and being one step ahead of everyone else when it comes to play calling as well as managing the game. Like, he didn't have to worry about that after they turned the duties over to Shane Steichen. So, um, but I, I wouldn't be surprised if he feels like, you know what, I feel like I'm ready for another shot at this, at calling plays. Sure. Yeah, no, that, that's what I expect. Like, he's probably learned a lot over the over the last year probably or so. learned some things from, from Shane, actually. Yep. And offensive coaches that get hired want to call their yeah, plays. Yeah, they want to call plays. They do. <laughs> they do. They do. And I would too if I was if yeah. I was an offensive coach at this point. It's the it's the it's the fun part of the game. Putting the game plan in, envisioning plays you want to run against certain defenses. Those are the things that Nick was a part of when they put the game plan in every week with Shane Steichen. But having the ability to call the plays on game day and you know you're you're putting your fingerprints on the game from a play calling standpoint. 
Yeah, offensive coaches want to do that. Yep. Yes, they do. So, I'd be surprised if he doesn't go back to calling plays. I would be surprised if he did. Unless the organization says, now nah, we're more comfortable with someone else calling the plays, but now you're giving a guy that doesn't have experience on the pro level calling plays in Brian Johnson. Yeah, Shane Steichen had been an offensive coordinator before. Right. So, he had called plays before. It makes it a little easier to give plays up to someone that has a little more experience of doing it already. All right, let's get some. Well, because here's the one thing. You can't go back. Like, once you go to Nick now, you can't then. All of a sudden, he gets demoted again. Yeah. Yeah, that that would not be a good well, look. Well, it wouldn't look good. No, that would not be a good look. Before we hit the phones, what what are if, if this news just didn't happen right now, what how do you feel today? Oh, I'm, I'm still on on that game as I watched the second half of, of Super Bowl Sunday. When I got home, I watched the first half yesterday before I came in. I will rewatch the second half when I got home last night. And I'm, I'm – it almost pains you even more because you're saying to yourself, man, we played that well and we lost. Like, and we know the team isn't going to be the same moving forward. It doesn't mean we can't ever get back to the Super Bowl or we won't ever get back to the Super Bowl. I don't even know if, if, if that's going to happen next year or if it's going to happen two years, three years from now. Man, having that opportunity with, with these players – it just feels like we squandered a a huge opportunity, and this is one of those losses, in my opinion, will 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 start to hurt more and have a more lasting impact the further we get away from it. See, right now we already went into um, self preservation mode yesterday because we didn't want to feel as bad, right after the game. So then it became future is bright, Jalen played great, everything is good. Like literally 24 hours later, we're talking about the future. Really? After losing the Super Bowl in this town? Everything's we're fine. talking about the future? No, to me that was just a way for us to try to get over losing the game and being disappointed. It didn't work for me. It didn't work because I still feel it today. And I'm looking at that and I'm saying, man, I hope we didn't just blow what could have been a great opportunity for us to win the Super Bowl. Like, these things are hard to come by, man. And, man, that's that's that game Sunday, man. And I don't know who to place blame on. Everybody can figure out who they want to place blame on. I just look at I look at the drop fumble. I look at the long punt return. I look at not being able to get off the field in the second half and letting Kansas City score on four straight drives. Not being able to cover an arrow play. Right, you know this 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 little arrow play that they that the Kansas City Chiefs were running as if that was some newfound fango in in football. Like I've never seen that before. No, we got beat on it against the Jags already this year, and we act like we didn't know what to do with that play. Yep, we act like we didn't know what to do Twice. with that play. And then that damn penalty on Bradbury, I still can't get over that. Yeah, yeah, the that's officials calling one. that play there. I mean, calling that flag right there. I went back and I watched the the defensive possessions, the the touchdown, 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 field goal, and you're and, and I read that somebody had a, a write up in the Athletic about just how easy Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy made it look, and it was actually Bieniemy that said, "Hey, I think we can exploit this." Based on the Jags game, he had seen it and they said, "I think I can do this," um, and. 
I, I don't know how you looked at it, but like, is this, were they unprepared for it? Were the players unprepared for it? Is it a combination of everything? Because the immediately it's, oh, well, Jonathan Gannon got out, got out coached. They weren't ready for this. Look how helpless they look against this rather simple look, and they made it look easy. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's the players, the defensive coordinator, or both, but rewatching it, it was like, man, like, yeah, it, it, I mean, it looked like the, the Chiefs were going to win the game mm-hmm. when you watch those possessions right there. Defense looked helpless. Yeah, but it shouldn't have been. It's not that, that, that. That's not that hard of a play. Like you watch that play, that doesn't look like some trick play that was so complicated. No, the guy ran a dagger in and came back out. Like what? Like what's so hard about that? No, that's on the players. <laughs> I mean, that's on the players. Slay is trying to bump Avante Maddox and bump the coverage over, and the problem Slay had instead of keeping his eyes on the guy, he is already shifting everyone by communicating to them to bump, bump, bump right, pass it over, and the ball gets snapped, and Kadarius Tony is already coming back out. That's on Slay. That's not on Jonathan Gannon's man coverage. They tried to switch. That's not only what, what is Jonathan Gannon supposed to do there? Like, like, what is he supposed to do? If the guys don't cover their man, it's on them. That's that's pretty simple. That's not even that complicated. Yeah. And guess what, everybody who wants him to blitz, he blitzed on the second one. Didn't work, huh? No, it didn't work. <laughs> but he blitzed though. Yeah. And they beat the blitz. They beat the blitz. Again, I think it was Avante Maddox this time on the right side. He's in man coverage. He thinks Sky Moore is about to run all the way across. It's a blitz. So you got rushers going through the gaps, and he's trying to get on his horse to make sure he covers Sky Moore if he does happen to go across the field. So he's in a hurry to keep up with him. Next thing you know, ball is snapped, and Sky Moore comes back out. Comes back out. It's too late. He's already out leveraged. It doesn't take long. Like it doesn't take long. See, the problem is if he stays behind Sky Moore, then Sky Moore can run across, and now he's beat that way. All right. That's what they were. That's what they were more worried about than anything. Yes. All right, Jack. Are, oh. pe- are people celebrating like the Super Bowl wasn't a loss that Jonathan Gannon's gone now? I said people are, are are mostly pretty happy, but there's still a lot <laughs> a lot of disappointment in the loss for sure. All right, yeah, well, I don't have time to be happy about Gannon leaving. Gannon leaving. Gannon. Gannon. Yeah. <laughs> Jonathan, that's a great one. Gannon. Yeah, Gannon leaving because I'm still upset about the game. Well, people are very happy. Ike apparently. Sure. Mike, Mike and Burwin lead us off today. Mikey, how are you? Hey, how you guys doing today? Hey, how are you? Listen, you know, I'm I'm happy he's gone, but it still doesn't take away from the hurt of the game. I said, to me, this was one of the worst losses because this was probably one of the best Eagles team that I ever remember. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I think that's what makes it so much harder. You know, there was no doubt that we were going to win this game. And I got to tell you, I really believe Gannon's lackadaisical approach to this game played a part. You know, I agree with Ike that the players played a part too, but, you know, especially when... What did you want, uh, specifically, what did you want Gannon to do, Mike? I wanted more blitzing to put more pressure. Our four front guys weren't getting to him. You, you realize Pat Mahomes only threw for 180 yards. But I just think that he still made crucial plays. I mean, 
you know, I just feel if we put more pressure, look what happened when they blitzed Hurts. As good as the game as he had, mm-hmm. he had he had to get rid of the ball quite a few times because they brought the pressure on him. Mm-hmm. And that's one thing, you know, you, I just look at the way that Spagnola coached. And, you know, to me, it brought back, Jimmy Johnson days. But they also scored th- – Eagles yeah. scored 35 You're points. You're talking about looking at how Spags coached. Jalen Hurts had damn near 400 yards himself and four touchdowns. How great did the Chiefs defense play Sunday? Well, they may not have played as great, but they still – he had a good – I think he had a good coaching game. I mean, he brought the blitz packages. <laughs> they confused – I'm, Mike, they I'm telling no, they didn't confuse Jalen. He threw for over 300 yards. Some some would say this was Jalen's best game of the season. Well, didn't he have the, the highest passer rating <laughs> yes, in Super Bowl history? Exactly. Some would say this was Jalen's best game of the season, uh, considering who the opponent was, not necessarily the defense, but the pressure of having to answer Pat Mahomes when they score. Jalen played pretty well. I mean, he played pretty well. I, I just – I honestly, if you look at this game, it's another thing that, that's going undiscussed, under-discussed is the Eagles' run defense. You look in that second half and look at how Pacheco ran that ball in the second half. Look at some of the runs that yeah. he ran off. I can remember uh, McKinnon having a, a couple of nice runs in the second half. Like, we couldn't stop the run either. Patrick Mahomes' longest pass play, I believe, was 18 yards, 20 yards to Travis Kelsey. Mm-hmm. Everything else was underneath stuff. Yeah, I mean, the, he had the, the worry one, was, he had the one play to Travis Kelsey when Kelsey faked like he was running across, and then he came back out. That was a great play designed by Andy, uh, where he hit him in the in the middle of the field. I think that was in the first half, and then he had the one he had the touchdown pass to Travis Kelsey, that was uh, I believe twenty yards, something like that. Like those are the only two big pass plays the Chiefs had all game. Yeah, they they they, um, they actually blitzed them on twenty nine point six percent of of him dropping back. Who blitz who? Uh, the Eagles blitz Mahomes almost thirty percent of the time, which is over their average for the season by like eight percent. And he he only faced pressure on seven of those, mm-hmm. and obviously wasn't sacked. So they they blitzed them. I would have to do the math here twenty seven times, and they and they didn't get a ton of pressure on them. So they did try to blitz them. It's just that they weren't getting home. And he's the number one quarterback in the league against the blitz. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> I I only thing the defense didn't do was get a turnover. The Chiefs defense got a turnover and scored a touchdown. And their punt return team ran the ball to the five-yard line. Yep. Yeah, no, I, I, I think it's so easy just to say they didn't blitz a lot. The Eagles defense stinks. Jonathan Gannon's the problem to where, like, no, there was this was actually a, a very tough team loss because they didn't make a lot of mistakes, and the mistakes they did ended up costing them. Well, the Chiefs led the league in explosive plays, right? Yep. Didn't we say that over the year, uh, over the season? They did by the far. Chiefs led the league in explosive plays. Yep. So the Eagles were able to keep the explosive plays down. You limited them to eight possessions, right? So you, you you tried to keep the ball away from them as much as you could, as much as you could. I'm not telling you that the defense played great. That's not what I'm saying. I just don't know what else they could have really done. Let's go to Dave in Philadelphia. Dave, how are you, buddy? What up? Hey, good. How are you guys? I'm good. a huge fan of the show. Thanks for taking my call. What's up, Dave? I, I, I agree with Ike here. I think they're being a, everybody's being a little bit too tough on Jonathan Gannon. Angela was going on and on about it all morning. Kind of got tiresome, honestly. Not that I'm saying he did perfect, but it's a little bit heavy-handed. And I'm wondering if we can put a little bit of a positive spin on this whole thing, if everybody's ready for that. 
No. Maybe not. <laughs> no. No, okay. yeah, I mean, you, you can you can if you'd like, but <laughs> okay. I'm not ready for yeah, that yet. I'm, my positive spin is just thinking about what was the difference in this game. It was a few plays. That's why I love football. It's just there's a few things for when it's two really good teams like that, there's only a few good plays that really decide the game. In this case, I'm kind of fixated on that long, uh, the short punt with the mm-hmm. long return. Yep. And, you know, I, I feel bad. It's the punter. He, he got like 10 seconds of game time, game time the whole game, and he made such a big impact. But, you know, th- that's what I love about football because it's special teams. Like what other, what other sports has that different phase of the game where it's just, you know, it's the word special in, in the name of the phase of the game. So I was just really excited that it was in a good game you know, close to the end, and we should just all remember our love for football and how excited we are when we're watching football. And that's my no. positive spin. I'm really, I'm upset that they lost, but I'm excited about football still. So I'm trying to keep it positive. All right, though it's 204 wow. days until the <laughs> Eagles play again or something. Like three, yeah, 203, 204. Yeah. <laughs> Jack was just saying the exact same thing before the show. Yeah, us. I said, gee, Willikers, wasn't that just great football? <laughs> yeah, I'm not feeling that way. No. I mean, I could, I could appreciate him trying to put a positive spin on it, but I'm not I'm not really feeling it. We're not it. there yet. Yeah, I'm not there yet. Give us till next week, maybe. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Marks and Reese. Two one five five nine two ninety four ninety four. Elliot on pretty much no sleep. I know this has to be a tough day for ESP, man. He took the red eye. Well, wait, he was on Arizona radio saying don't hire him. <laughs> Jack, some are saying that Elliot was being selfish and trying to keep him because he didn't want him to leave Philadelphia. Doing the right thing for the team, yes. Right, exactly. <laughs> well, Elliot failed because Jonathan Gannon is the new head coach of the Arizona Cardinals. He lose both coordinators. Like, Man, that, yeah. Big deal. Yeah, I can't wait to hear Sirianni talk. Two one five. Yeah. So so yeah. So When's the next time he talking? Never. <laughs> Later in the week, apparently. Oh, okay. Later in the week. Yeah, uh, Duck and Angelo. <laughs> so well, Nick, I'm sure he's not in a rush to do Angelo. Will show. Nick Sirianni appear on the morning show? Angelo's got two more shows to go. We'll find out later this week. I was gonna wait to do Joe next week. Oh yeah. Hey Joe, to camera. How you doing? <laughs> Coming up, all your phone calls, day after day after. How you feeling today? Also, Jonathan Gannon. <sighs> Taking the Cardinals job. What's sticking with you the most from the loss? Get in now. 215-592-9494. What's your best Jonathan Gannon moment? I mean, there's so many. Happy Monday. I know what the top five at five is now, Jack. You know what that is. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Don't go anywhere. Hey, listen, enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Just sign up using code MARKS, M-A-R-K-S. Receive up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. And when you register with BetMGM, You'll get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, player props, and daily boosted odds specials. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Find out why BetMGM is the king of sportsbooks. So sign up today with bonus code MARKS, M-A-R-K-S, and you will get up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM. Baseball is back. And so is MLB.tv. Watch every out-of-market, regular season game on your favorite streaming devices. Anywhere, anytime, all season long. Follow the action live or on demand. Track four games at once with multi-view mode. And catch up with in-game highlights. Plus, original programs, minor league broadcasts, and local pre- and post-game shows. Go to MLB.tv to start your free trial today. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission.
To me, he bears a lot of responsibility for what happened yesterday. I mean, he clearly got out coached by Andy Reid in a second. If not the first guy to have that happen, but happened in a Super Bowl, it makes an impression. Uh, I think Gannon is, is a good coach. I think he probably got a little too much criticism over the course of the season given the team's success. Mm -hmm. But yesterday, he clearly got out coached in the second half. Um, I think that's fair. I grace that was Ray Didinger. Yep. Of course. I think that's totally fair. Yeah. I mean, they, bottom line is they gave up as many points as they did in the second half, and they lost the game. Um, but it certainly wasn't the only thing that happened in the game. Twitter questions today brought to you by Mark's Jewelers. Uh, hey, last-minute shoppers, Mark's Jewelers is open late tonight. So if you haven't gotten anything, get it on the ride home. Marks-Jewelers.com if you want to shop online or just check them out in Montgomeryville right there on Route 309. Let's get some phone calls in here. Um, Elliot's going to join us in studio starting at 3 o'clock. George in Villanova. George, how are you, buddy? Hey, sorry, guys. I got this other work call. I'm just going to hang up. From. All right, well, um, let, me put, let me put you on hold for one second. And uh, figure that out. We'll get right back to you. Dennis, Northeast Philly. Dennis, go ahead. Said, How you doing, fellas? I think it's obvious that he was outcoached. But as, as a player, you know, I've been playing since I was five years old. You know, you play – I didn't play, you know, professional. But no? you get to a high level. But even, you know, when Ike played, when you're in the huddle, don't you say to the other players, this guy, man, he needs to change his defense. Let's break this huddle and put our own thing in. You know what I mean? Yeah, you do that in the NFL, you'll be sitting over there on the sideline watching. Hey, the game. I'm only asking. I'm only asking. So you didn't change place in the huddle? Uh, yeah, right. But I, I you, didn't change anything say, in the huddle. <laughs> but don't you guys say in the huddle, this guy has no clue what he's doing right now. We're getting our, you know, kicked right now. All right, so we here, change so but, Dennis, but, but here's my thing: where were they getting their butt kicked that Sunday? Now, here you go. The run they were getting their butt kicked. They never put another linebacker in. They never moved their safety up. You know, they stayed in that zone that was getting crushed, crushed. Hmm. You know, they, they even like when you see the run, why don't that safety come up? You know, move the other safety over and go to a cover one. Mm -hmm. would, would you like you know some I mean? more they blitzing too? Never throw another linebacker in. Never throw another linebacker in. More blitzing as well or just those adjustments? Well, yeah, you have to blitz. You got to throw something in there once in a while. You got to keep them, you know. All right. All, you, know, you know what I mean? You got you to change things. You do got a blitz. Mm -hmm. You blitz your corner, blitz your corners. You know, throwing a linebacker in there and blitz. You kept two safeties in there all game, but they, it, you saw them getting picked apart. All right, so listen, Dennis. From from your original question, let me rephrase it. Like, do you think that anybody on the Eagles was where they were in the huddle, being like, "What the hell is Gannon, Jonathan Gannon no. doing? We need okay." No, play the same defense all year. Why are they gonna start complaining now? No, I, I I didn't I didn't think they were doing that, but. Um, let's go to Tony in Glenside. Tony, how are you, buddy? What's up? Hey, what's going on, guys? Listen, listen. I'm going to tell you like this. Gannon could have did other things different. One thing that I like about what Spags did was Spags took something away. What he took was the run game. Now, he, he let us – he made Jalen beat him. Right. He did. But right. he took the run game away. Yeah, but how did that work out? But hang on a second. How did that work out? How it worked out? What you mean? The we Eagles had the, the, the Eagles had the ball for 12 more minutes than the Chiefs did, and they scored 35 points. The, they scored 35. Was, hang on, they scored 35 points, and they had the they had the ball 12 more minutes. Yeah. So why okay. they need to run the ball? This is what I'm trying to explain to you. We, we couldn't dominate, dominate like we wanted to because he let Jalen. He said he came with a game plan. Is what I'm trying to say. 
He's not going to let but it the didn't running back understand it worked. He beat. He won. What I'm trying to say is Gannon didn't have a game plan. They came. They they. The reason why they didn't score that many points because we had the ball for 20 minutes that first half. Right. The, the second half came. The second half came. He came out and he sat in his zone. Okay, when I got a wounded duck back there, I'm taking something away. He should have heated him up like a frying pan, made him move, made him run. He sat in that pocket and he kept baking and he did whatever he wanted to do in that pocket. When when you got a wounded duck quarterback, you bring the heat. You go double A gap blitz, you man up, you got Bradbury, you got Slay, you got Maddox, and you man up and you make Mahomes move. You don't let him sit there and, and make pancakes. And then on top of that, the, the, the field was slippery. That had a big that played a big part in us, though. Mm-hmm. Because when you rush, like we rush with our four, we rush to come around that edge to, to, to get the quarterback. They wasn't rushing like that with Jalen. They was much rushing. They was like, keep him in the pocket. But it didn't but, work, it didn't Tony. It didn't work, Tony. But what I'm trying to say is No, but what we're trying to say is they gave up 35 points and the Eagles yeah. had the ball for 12 more minutes. And Jalen threw for 300 and ran for 70 I understand and ran that. for I'm 70 listen, more. Y'all. I'm an Eagle fan. I understand what we're saying. But he did more damage. But but Tony, but Tony, listen, what I, I'm not trying to tell you the defense played great, but you come on and you say I like what Spags and right. Kansas City did. What did you what yeah, exactly what did, they did you do? like? Yeah, they didn't do anything. They gave up more points. They held them to 11 points in the second half. Though. Well, yeah, in the second half. But yeah, well, no. Isn't that where adjustments are made? I understand that. We all saw the same game, right? Yes. Who had the more explosive offense? The Eagles. Who made the bigger plays all game? The Eagles. So what adjustments were made? So that that's like saying, okay, Spags played a good second half. We'll give Jonathan Gannon credit for the first half. Sure. Okay. Those seven points you can take. But you can't. But, but you can't come over here bragging about what Spags did when really all they did was run. The, they, the Chiefs held the ball in the second half. They punted one time. Yeah, in the, the second Chiefs half. held the ball in the second half. The Spags didn't do anything great. Guess what? When the Chiefs went up by eight, guess what? Jalen did march right down the field and scored a touchdown and tied the game up with a two point conversion. Seventeen plays, field goal, three and out punt mm-hmm. that hurt because it was a sandwich of two touchdowns. And then they came back and they scored a touchdown, and then it was the end of the game. Yeah. Unfortunately, you had a long drive that took up damn near a quarter, or like two-thirds of a quarter. Yep. 17 plays. 17 plays. They had a long drive. Like, like it, it's okay. Like, the, the NFL's not set up for defenses to dominate, right? I've been saying that for ages, yes. You're facing Andy Reid and Pat Mahomes and Travis Kelsey, three Hall of Famers, right? Yeah. And they beat you. They beat you. I'm not telling you Jonathan Gannon is a great defensive coordinator. Would everybody shut the hell up about they needed the blitz more? I'm telling you, on those two arrow plays, that's players misplaying the play. You can go back and look at it. It's man coverage. Like, what else is Jonathan Gannon supposed to do? If you don't cover your guy, how's how's that Jonathan Gannon's fault? So, Avante Maddox clearly got faked out. Yes on the Sky Moore touchdown, and Slay triggered a chain reaction by telling people to bump to the right when he thought Kadarius Toney was about to run across the field, and that got everybody out of position. As a matter of fact, the Chiefs could have scored by throwing it to Travis Kelsey on that play. Right. Like, they so, didn't even so cover what, him on that play. What should Slay have done in that situation? Well, to me, 
it's just here's the thing. When you got to play like that, you have to trail. So if you're trailing the play, then that means you can see the guy in front of you. You can see the guy in front of you. The problem is, is they're playing man coverage. So you're in a bad position regardless. Yeah. That's why they run the play versus man. They so and and the enemy and in the, the the spot in the athletic talked about that. They were looking for them to be in man coverage yes. in that spot based on what happened in Jack against the Jags where they got a touchdown. Yes. Run. If you're in zone coverage, then you don't have to worry about chasing the guy. You can just pass guys. You can pass him off. It's crosser, crosser, crosser. But when you're in man, that's your guy. You so, got to chase him. So, so is it fair to say coaching could have done a better job getting the team ready for that situation or or no? I mean, you can say whatever you want to say. I, it's easy to say anything, but until you're out there having to cover Kadarius Tony yourself, right. like that's a hard play to stop anybody from right. in man coverage. That's the problem. It's man coverage. When you have motion, when you have motion, that's the benefit of being on the offense. You know where you're going. And when you when they see that it's man coverage, they run pick routes, they wait, they run underneath, they do anything to get freed up. So like that's that's really what it was. And there they was, struggled with the there motion. There was nothing else Jonathan Gannon could do there other than call his own defense. But nobody wants to talk about the second touchdown was against a blitz. Everybody's talking about blitz, 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 blitz. Well, that was a blitz. Yeah. That was all you had to do was go look at the play. It was a blitz. It was nothing that they could do. Sometimes you got to tip your cap to the offense. Simple as that. Yeah, they beat you. Sometimes you got to tip your cap to the offense. Just like trying to stop a damn quarterback sneak. Sorry, you ain't stopping it. No matter we call zone, you want to blitz, you want to play man, sorry, you're not stopping a one-yard sneak. When they got people that can push behind them, he's going to score every time, no matter what you call. It's unfair. But that's what that's what the league is. That's what the league is. If if, if you really want to think about it, you played, you had two good teams. Both defensive coordinators are going to have their hands full. You had two different teams, two 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 teams that are very good offensively, two very good quarterbacks. Both defenses were at a disadvantage. Kansas City didn't turn the ball over. Now, they missed the field goal on special teams, but they didn't give up a long punt return. Mm-hmm. They didn't give up a long punt return. Like, I, I, I don't get I – don't, I don't – I mean, I just don't know what, the, what else the defense could have done Sunday other than getting a big play. The only thing that saved us in 2018 in Super Bowl 52 was Brandon Graham's play. That's what saved us. The defense didn't come up with a play like that. Now, if you want to say, okay, we didn't come up with a play. Yeah, they didn't. Can't argue that. But that's the only thing. That's, that's the only reason we're Super Bowl champions in, in, in 2017, well, 18. Well, I mean, honestly, Ike. Like, I mean, we gave up 600 yards in that game. If, if you want to focus something on the defense, how about your defensive line, well-paid defensive line, not getting virtually any pressure the entire game? And here's why I don't, here's why I don't use the whole grass thing. It was terrible for both teams. Both teams, number one and number two in the league in sacks, Neither one of them got close to the quarterback. Yeah. So it affected both teams. Players slipping. Well, guess what? Our offense benefited from it in the first half. We ran up and down the field scoring. Right? We ran up and down the field scoring. 24 points worth. Yeah. Frank and Ben Salem. Hi, Frank. Hey, how's it going? Hi, Frank. What's up, Frank? Yeah, here's the thing. I don't feel the game is over yet. 
I feel there's still a minute 50 left and the Eagles had the ball. That's my thing. Yeah. That ball call was no way ever should have been called. Uh, if you watch it all the way through, it was clearly, you know, he doesn't even make the call until after the ball lands in the end zone and Mahomes is pointing and hollering, yo, 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 hold. It wasn't a hold. I mean, it was a ticky-tack call. And um, to me, unfortunately, I still don't know who won the Super Bowl because as far as I'm concerned, the Eagles get the ball. Now, I don't know if the Eagles score, but that's just it. I don't know who won. Yeah, yeah I think we'll never know. I think we both know, Frank, the Eagles would have went down and scored at least a field goal. Probably. Yeah, they would have got know, at least a field goal. Overtime, yep. Kansas, Kansas City's and, defense and hadn't really stopped them. They stopped them one time. Um, how many times they appreciate it? They punted the, their first first drive of the game. They they punted. No, you know they had a touchdown second drive of the game. They punted and and that was it. Mm-hmm. Other than the turnover, they pretty much they scored a touchdown or got a field goal. It's about the Eagles. Yeah, yeah. No, that offense was moving up and down the field all game. It was moving up and down the field all game. I mean, listen, and that and that play was a terrible call. Just was I, I, you know, I'm a defensive player. That that was a terrible call, man. That in that moment, you can't make that call, bro, to decide the game. You know exactly what moment we're in. You know exactly what's at stake. Uh, you're an official. You're not blind. You've you officiated plenty of these games. You know that that play is stopped right there. Kansas City is kicking a field goal. Chance to get the ball back and go down and see what they can do. You also know if you give Kansas City a first down right there, you've essentially ended the game. Yep. And you can't make that call unless it's egregious. And you got to know that scenario and that situation. And he knew it. Yeah, yeah. He knew the scenario. There's no way he's not blind. Yeah, he's human. He's out there. He sees the clock. He knows what's going on. Was it a late flag too? Like the yeah. Jack? It was. Yeah. I was late. No, everybody's right. Like, yeah, the flag didn't come until the ball was already on the ground and everything. Yeah. And then Mahomes started complaining, and he said, you know what? Yeah, that was a that was a grab. Awesome. Nick and Spring Guard. Nick, how are you, buddy? What's up? Hey, guys. Hi, Nick. What's up, Nick? Hey, I, I agree with you 100%. You know, um, it was a great – two great teams. It came down to a couple plays, you know. But my problem is with your man's late. I never seen a top pro corner get out tricked not only once but four times. Come right. on, play. You know, I mean, you're in the Super Bowl. You're a veteran. You're a pro man. You brag on TV, on the radio. You're one of the best. Man, you need to check yourself. Mm. You know, I am pissed, man. I mean, I, I remember I'm the guy that called you guys in the beginning of the year and said that we're going to go 13 wins. We were just talking about you, Nick. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, yeah, and I'm like, I don't believe this because I picked them in Buffalo, you know. Mm-hmm. But I'm hurt because I never seen. I mean, I've been watching him since the Washington game. And I'm like, what's wrong with Slay? So, so you've soured on Slay. Nick soured on Slay, and there's been a number of people like that. Uh, didn't like the second half of the season slate, including O.G. Wade from Chester, who joins us right now. O.G. Wade, how are you? What's up, fellas? How are we doing today? O.G. Wade, how are you? Hey, What's, up, OG? What's up, O.G.? What's up, O.G.? I'm listening to uh, uh, O'Clown McDougat, uh, my homie boy, 
he on um the uh what was that show this morning telling the uh, dude yeah he said you know if I make a call you just make a call you don't you don't complain or or beg for a call and here we seen him on camera begging. <laughs> Oh wait! Um, no show, and say that you wasn't begging or asking for that call. You was the only reason why the damn flag was was thrown. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. So yeah. I'm like, you know, it is what it is. But um, um, I was prepared for Steichen and uh, Gannon to go anyway. Not in terms of I wanted them to go. Is that I seen? I don't know if y'all remember it, but it was during the right. In the middle of the end of the season, when they were, hey, wait, your cell is uh, oh, your man, cell's in bad, bad today, shape, brother. What is going on today? We'll, we'll put you on hold. We'll try to grab you uh, next segment with Elliot. Mike in Baltimore. Is this positive, Mike in Baltimore? This is positive, Mike. Man, I'm so happy for Jalen Hurts that he had a great game. He's our guy, man. We all know that now. No issues. You know he's gonna he's gonna carry this team into the future. We're gonna win a Super Bowl with him. He's our Patrick Mahomes, but. I got to tell you, man, I'm going to go to two things. First is the penalty. It needs to be memorialized. We keep going back to it, but it doesn't have a name. That penalty needs a name so that it's memorialized into the future so, so it doesn't happen again. I like the mm. egregious penalty. I said it. I like that. I like the beggar's penalty. Anything to get that thing to be memorialized. Needs a name. So, yeah, it's a good that, idea. It does. It needs a name. Okay, but the other thing is about Gannon. I think everybody's missing the point. They said we should have blitzed. We should have done this. Maybe we shouldn't have blitzed. We should have done less. Three-man right. rush. <laughs> you know, so my so what I'm saying is, is on the defensive side of the ball, we should have done something. But to do nothing wasn't an option. And that's the only complaint I have about Gannon. He relied on the talent so much that he didn't think out of the box in the moment. Mm-hmm. And that's where we fell short. Yeah, listen, especially in the running game. I think that Thanks, hurt Mike. that hurt more than anything. You know, I go back to that game, and again, I rewatched it yesterday. I just don't see the explosive passing plays from Pat Mahomes. As a matter of fact, one could make the argument that his best play was the run that he got, the long run late in the game on that final drive yep. to set up that game-winning field goal. So I can't even say his best play in the game was a throw. Might have been that run. Yeah, um, you know, seventeen. There's a twenty-six yard scramble on first and ten from the forty-three, mm-hmm. and that put him inside the twenty. Yeah, that's what set up the yeah, game. Yeah, that, that's, that's I mean, that I was mean, essentially that's what it. put him in place. That's where they would have gotten the field goal anyway. The first down seals the right, game, right? And then the third and nine came is where the scramble set it up to where if you get one more first down, the Eagles don't game. get the ball back. Yes, yep. And they got one more first down on a penalty. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I'm mean, even trying to look. I mean. You knew that it was going to be tough. You knew Mahomes is tough, so it's a matter of, and I don't know what you saw when you rewatched the game as far as the defense they were in, but I'm assuming mm-hmm. they they were okay with Kansas City getting yards underneath. They were okay with what was going on in the passing game. It was clear to me that they didn't want to get beaten by Pat Mahomes in the passing game. One of these 300-yard, three-touchdown games, Travis Kelsey having uh, 10 catches for 130 yards and two touchdowns. And they may have given something up in the run game. Now, the running game is something we've overlooked all year because the Eagles have been ahead in so many of these games. Teams stopped running the football against us. But we saw what Washington did to us when they decided 
to stay committed to the run. So we knew that there was something there yeah. from a run game standpoint. Our linebackers aren't the biggest. You know, you start getting these D linemen running up the field as opposed to playing the run, and that's what you can see yesterday. That the, the Chiefs averaged over six yards a carry. Yep. They averaged over six yards a carry. Six yards. And, and, and the Eagles averaged 3.6 yards a carry. And that's with Jalen's 15 rushes for 70 yards. Yeah, otherwise it's – Otherwise it's worse yeah, than that. No, you're right. The other three running backs had 17 carries combined for 45 yards. It's actually a role reversal. Normally they played the way the Eagles normally play. Yes. <laughs> yes. And Jalen had the big passing Jay, game. Jalen had the big passing game. Yeah. There you go. See that, Jack? You need to run the, just run, run, run. You don't need passing in this league. Well, Andy finally, finally learned. He did. Uh, Elliot, is he okay in there, or is he? I, I can't figure out what's going on with Elliot because he went on Arizona radio and he said, "I wouldn't hire Jonathan Gannon to be the head coach." Well, it's not, his point is more that, like, you know, why would you give a defensive coach to to Kyler Murray? Yeah, but he also must not think that Jonathan Gannon's going to make a great head coach if he says he wouldn't hire him. I mean, you can be a good defensive coordinator and not be a great head coach. I don't disagree with what he said in Arizona, but I'm just some people were saying that he said that because he was trying to get Jonathan Gannon back here. He didn't want to lose him. We'll find out next. 215-592-9494. All your phone calls, day after, day after. You didn't get in yesterday. You want to react. How do you feel on a Tuesday after the Eagles lost the Super Bowl? Does it hurt worse today than it did yesterday? 215-592-9494. And Elliot Shore Parks in studio with us. Tuesdays with Elliot's coming up next. Marks and Reese on 94 WIP. Hey, listen, uh, tomorrow, got a door and window. I have my, the installation of my sliding patio door very excited for it because what i had or what i have uh was the existing door from when i when the house was built in 1999 so you can imagine the kind of shape it's in not sliding smoothly a lot of cold air is coming in and that's the story with most of the windows in my house and um, that's going to be solved when guida later this month comes in because i'm getting new windows and doors in the entire house and i'm saving big money because right now you got to get in now you have to the end of february for their best prices of the year. Guide is big winter sale. Your last chance to get 40% off every window and door that you buy. And that's every expertly installed energy-efficient replacement window, which also includes free, high-performance, low-E glass. And how about any high-quality door? Insulated entry doors, sliding patio doors, garage doors, and storm doors. And this is what I'm doing. Buy now, pay later with Guida's interest-free financing or their low monthly payment plan. So you know you, if you need new windows and doors. Interest-free financing, 40% off. Now's the time to get in. Call Guida today to schedule uh, a free in-home estimate. 877-GO-GUIDA. 877-GO-GUIDA or visit them at goguida.com. That's go, G-U-I-D-A, dot com. Now, with the MLB app, you can get baseball your way. Pick your favorite team, your favorite players, and get customized highlights, stories, and breaking news right on your home feed. Follow the action with Game Tip, where 3D replays add another dimension. Plus, notifications can keep you connected to every pitch, every hit, every game. The MLB app. Baseball your way. Download it now for free from the App Store or Google Play. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Major League Baseball trade used with permission.